Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there will be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, my name is Ify and I'm so glad you have tuned in today. I'd like us to pray now. Um, Father, I'm grateful for this time to share your word and I pray that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened as your word comes forth today. Holy Spirit, have your way and transform destinies in Jesus' name. Amen. The last time I was on, I started to share on a message I entitled Press On, and I'll be concluding that message today. And the part one of this message, which you can access on our website, spreadthewordglobalministries.org, I shared about our different journeys in life, and more specifically, our approach to the difficult and challenging seasons of our lives, which some of us might be going through at this moment. You know, I shared about how we should not be passive or casual in approaching those seasons because our enemy is not passive, neither is he casual. You know, the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 verses 8, reading from the Passion Translation, it says, Be well balanced and always alert, because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Verse 9a says, take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. You know, that word incessantly means persistently, never ending, perpetual. That is the character of our enemy, but he has been defeated. You know, all Satan can do is to roar and intimidate. And when we give in to his schemes, he gains the advantage over us. But we cannot afford to fall for his schemes. We act actively fight against him as we press to lay hold of the victory Jesus purchased for us on the cross. You know, as we get into this message today, I would like us to take a look at the story of David and the Amalekites in 1 Samuel chapter 30. You know, David had to overcome a lot of obstacles in life and we can glean so much from his life on the subject of pressing on. And in 1 Samuel chapter 30, we see the tragedy that happened in David's life. You know, the Amalekites invaded and burned down his city you know, Ziklag and took their wives and their children captive. And there was great mourning in David's camp. And the Bible records in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6 that David was greatly distressed for the men spoke of stoning him because they were bitterly grieved, each man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. You see, David was troubled on every side. He had every right to be distressed and depressed and to blame himself for the terrible things that were happening to him and around him. You know, just to list a few. You know, David was a fugitive at this point. You know, Saul had driven him from his country. And in the previous chapter, chapter 29, we see the Philistines also rejecting him and they drove him from their camp. 
Then David had left his city defenseless, that is Ziklag, giving the Amalekites the opportunity to destroy his city and take into captive their wives and their children. You know, and David's two wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, were among those taken captive. Then in verse 6 that we read, we see that his men talked of stoning him. I mean, if your enemies talk of stoning you, it's not surprising because you know that they don't mean well for you anyways. But these men were like family to David. They had been with him for years. He had cared for them, provided for them. And now his own friends had turned against him and threatened to stone him. You know, it's easier to cope with the challenges we experience when you have people standing with you. It kind of makes you, you know, feel like the load is lighter and the challenge bearable. But when that support system is gone, it's only by the grace of God I believe one can go through such seasons and come out victorious. And maybe you're like David today, troubled on every side. You feel as though you're hemmed in, as though there is no way out of that situation. And you know, when you think you've had enough of challenges, another one arises. You might not even, you know, see an end in sight. But I bring you great news today that the same God and Father who saw David through those difficult moments is saying to us today not to quit, not to give up or give in, but to press on and trust him and will have a victorious outcome. Hallelujah. So let's learn from David's life, you know, how to thrive when trouble arises, because every one of us will experience challenging seasons. You know, in Isaiah 43, 43 verse 2, it says, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, when you pass through the fires, not if, but when. And this is because we live in a fallen world, but God promises that he's with us and those difficulties will not get the better of us, but we will come through victorious. So David was distressed, but he didn't stay distressed. You know, David could have easily given up and rightly so. But our text in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 says that David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord. You know, there are certain circumstances where you might not have anyone to turn to like David in this passage. But instead of staying depressed and overwhelmed, draw strength from the Lord and encourage yourself in him like David did. And you might be wondering today, but how did David encourage himself in the Lord? You know, verses 7 and 8 of our text in 1 Samuel tells us, and, and it says, Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. This is so powerful. You know, you see the ephod um, in the Old Testament could be likened to the Bible. You know, it had a sacred significance. The ephod, it was not a book, but it was a blue and purple and scarlet linen with gold on it. And on the shoulders were two stones with the names of the 12 tribes of Israel engraved on them. You know, the ephod was originally part of the high priest's garments and that enabled the high priest perform their duties and hear God properly. You know, before Jesus, most people um, communicated with God through the priest who would wear an ephod and would speak to God on their behalf. So, and David in his quest to encourage himself, the Lord turned to the Lord as a requested Abiathar the priest to bring the ephod. And as we see, as David inquired of the Lord, direction came to pursue, overtake and recover all. 
But thankfully today, we can talk to God directly and hear Him speak to us. And one of the surest ways to hear God is through the scriptures. You know, as you turn to the Lord and as you turn to His Word, we will see you know, the salvation of the Lord in that situation. You know, in Second Peter 1 verse 19, it refers to the word of the Lord as a more sure word of prophecy, to meaning that it's completely reliable. You know, the word says in um, Ecclesiastes 11 verse 3, message translation, it says, when the clouds are full of water, it rains. So fill your mind with the word. Eventually, it will produce in your life what it talks about. So the question is, where do you turn to in crisis? Do you turn to some form of entertainment, the TV, the radio? Do you turn to drugs or alcohol? You know, do you become introspective, blaming yourself and letting depression and anxiety, you know, set in? No, David turned to the Lord and got direction, which led to his defeating the Amalekites. And you know, our initial or first response to a challenge goes a long way in determining the outcomes we experience, but by His grace. You know, entertainment and alcohol and the likes only give temporary relief. Jesus is the answer. So turn to Him today. In James 5.13, it says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. You know, the Greek word translated afflicted means to undergo hardship. And the word pray here means to supplicate and to worship. So our answer to any form of hardship is prayer. You know, when we worship in times of trouble and hardship, it refocuses our attention to who truly matters. And that is God. And it turns our attention away from what the devil is doing to what God has already done. We cannot afford to lose sight of the one who gave it all for us. He is our hope and our anchor. You know, in Proverbs um, 24 verse 10, it says that if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. The message translation puts it this way. If you fall to pieces in the crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Ouch. (laughs) You know, it's when we are under pressure that we know what we are made of. So how do we increase in strength and not faint in the day of adversity? The Bible says in Nehemiah 8 verse 10b that the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, the word strength is the Hebrew word mauz, which means a fortified place. And figuratively, it means a defense, a stronghold. And in verse 9 of Nehemiah 8, you know, we see the children of Israel, they were weeping. And previously they had rebelled against God and they were unfaithful to God. And upon realizing their rebellion, they were full of grief. And Nehemiah's response to them was rejoice, joy. Their joy in the Lord was their defense from their grief and a place of fortification for them. So no matter what is coming, you know, your way today or what is causing you grief today, I want to encourage you not to lose your joy. Rejoice. It is our fortified place. It builds strength in us. It protects us from succumbing to the schemes and attacks of the devil. Can I encourage you right now to just take a praise break? You know, drive the enemy crazy with your praise. Confuse him and frustrate him with your praise. And this is especially even when it does not make sense to praise the Lord. You may feel like, you may not feel like it today, but I want to encourage you to praise him. For praise is our weapon. Yes, your head might be hurting. Your knee might be hurting. Every part of your being might be hurting. Yet, I encourage you, praise him. Yes 
there might be, be there might be nothing left in your bank account that prodigal might still be away but I encourage you to praise him and I want you to declare that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living he's working all things together for my good oh I want you to put on your praise garment today and be relentless in your praise I can assure you this it produces great results I have seen it in my life over and over again and I know that God is not respecter of persons what he's done for one he would do for you you know the joy of the Lord is not dependent on the happenings around us but is dependent on our knowledge of the gracious nature and love of the Father for us you know when you read um, chapter 9 of Nehemiah you will see the many instances where the children of Israel rebelled against God and we will see God's mercy at work in their lives and they themselves acknowledged in Nehemiah 9 17 that God is a God of forgiveness slow to anger and rich in unfading love gracious and merciful you know these attributes of God was an anchor for them and a reason for them to rejoice I pray for us today that we will be a people who will live aware of his unfailing love, aware of his mercies, aware of his forgiveness. And I pray that that awareness will birth hope in us today. Hope that will ignite and sustain the joy of the Lord in our lives. Because that joy is the source of the strength we need to press on and emerge victors. Today, I also pray that the Lord will give to each and every one of us strategies for victory in the situations we find ourselves in. I pray for discernment to know when to march around the mountain and when to just speak to that mountain. And finally, I pray that the Lord will open your eyes to see the opportunities available in the trials that come your way. In Jesus' name, amen. And if today you'd like to make Jesus the Lord of your life, it would be my utmost joy to lead you in a prayer of salvation. You can say this after me, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sins. Come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the grace to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say welcome to God's family. I encourage you to find a Bible-believing church and become a part of a church family. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord and keep pressing on. Bye for now. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.